How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mark Edward Vlasic. Oh, my God. rocketed to the top of everyone's trade list as we hit the all-star break. Things never ever imagined that would be said on air at this point in time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, Sabres Live. It's great to be back with Marty. I'm Brian. And yes, indeed, Marty, we saw it firsthand yeah. and it continued last night. Yeah. No, Mark I Edward talked Classic to Brett Edikin yesterday. Go, seven, seven million per, <laughs> but he's got goals in three straight games. He has four in the last six. And in the calendar year 2024, he and Adam Fox lead all defense goal scorers with five. It I is know. unbelievable. This is congratulations to him because <laughs> it has been a, he hasn't had five, he had five goals total in the last three years. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. so trying to, I keep talked to Brett Hedekin yesterday, yeah. Duffer. Brett Hedekin is Good their view. analyst and he's a yeah. former, you know, uh, NHL player, great skater. And uh, I said, is this a package deal? Whenever Vlasic scores, Rudo's got to score because they did it in back-to-back games, right? But Rudo didn't score last night, but Vlasic did. Uh, no, I'll pass. Okay, I know we're going to talk trades today and maybe like a bunch of, I want to know what you've been up to, right? The last few days. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. But um, no, I don't think market where Vlasic is on my list of, uh, you know, potential trade targets. I, I don't think he's on many people's list, but it's a great story nonetheless. Pickles. Anybody with that nickname is uh, also going to be uh, someone that I, you know, tend to gravitate to. It's uh, it's one of my favorite, uh, favorite snacks, if you will. Um, is there a, by the way, thank you for jumping in yesterday, having bakes on with you, having uh the uh, foreshadowing of the eventual Pat Coletta day, which we're going to celebrate uh, yes. in short order. You know? <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. He gets uh, busy. He gets busy around that time of year when it's Pat Coletta day or week. Like we can't get Pat Coletta. He's too busy. So we decide to have him on a little earlier, but no, it was great. Talk about the, uh, the Buffalo junior Sabres girls yeah. hockey program. Yeah. And he mentioned uh, Dustin Brown and Nicole Brown and everything. So it's, it's awesome. Uh, which we'll talk more as we get here in the next, you know, few weeks on mm. uh, Sabres broadcast. Uh, just a little, you know, foreshadow. So, um, Bakes was awesome, but uh, before we talk hockey, Duffer, um, we could see a little fireplace over your right shoulder. You have a, <laughs> a feel of a, a a winter cabin. Like I don't uh, know if yeah. you're up north, out east, out west. What's going on? Well, okay. So I was able to listen to the show yesterday, thanks to some good streaming on uh, JetBlue. And uh, so I was making my way from coast to coast. And uh, yeah, so I'm in the mountains in California right now. And uh, snow is imminent. 
Uh, rain is likely for uh, the better part of my trip, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it's always nice to see uh, a different, uh, many different places, and that's kind of what this trip is all about. Started in Manhattan, a couple of great concerts to uh, to get the week rolling, including, uh, you know, very fortunate and unlikely, I would say, based on my musical preferences over the years. To, uh, to have the great opportunity to see the legendary Madonna perform at oh. Madison Square Garden. Uh, uh, definitely was crying once, probably came close a couple other times. Um, it was as much theater as it was, um, you know, just a musical show. Um, and in fact, when looking at the uh, evolution of her set list, it's actually divided into seven acts. So it really is, you know, wow. a play. Um, but there was um there was a moment early, I don't know, I don't want to give too much away, but for anybody, because she's obviously still touring, and you know, um, but there was there was a really, really, really uh impactful moment. Um, and the stage was just brilliant, you know, like I mean, mm-hmm. almost full length of the arena and it, almost impossible to describe everything you would expect but then when it comes to to life you're just like wow it's amazing but um no there was a there was a moment where her and one of the actors performers um kind of disappeared as if she was you know bending over um grieving at his passing and then they got lowered into the stage as if it was a casket going into the yeah. ground and then um it evolved into live to tell and all these banners came down vision like um uh projection banners and as the song went on and i i i knew and this is not to make the story too long but like no matter what your age like we look at where we're living now um which is still very close to post pandemic right mm-hmm. so these are things that you will look back on later in life, especially our kids will look back and go, wow, like that was such a distinct time. Like it's an unforgettable time. So as this was evolving in the show before even the projection screens came down, I was like, oh, this, this is getting us into the AIDS era of the uh, early to mid eighties. Yep. And so all these banner projections were of people she knew and all lives lost due to AIDS. So it's overwhelming when anything like that is overwhelming, no matter where you are, but when you're in Manhattan and you almost inevitably connect dots to nine 11 mm-hmm. and you see imagery of people, right? Um, but this is the crazy and most like, how would I say I respect Madonna so much that she has been so true to herself and to those that she has supported, tried to project light upon, try to uplift um, through the entirety of her career. And she had a line late in the show. She's like, I think the, you know, the most controversial thing I've done in life is I stuck around (laughs) and it's true because People don't like dealing with her because they don't see eye to eye with her. And she has strength. Like very few people have strength and she has courage. Like few people have courage to do what she wants to do. 
And uh, yeah, it was an it was a, an amazing show. Um, I her team of performers is just I um, just stunning. Yeah, as I you do would have a question. Imagine. Yeah, I do have a question that kind of relates back to maybe some hockey. Um, did you run into MSG ambassador Henrik Lundqvist at the concert, or any I, I, of uh, I, I, the great I, uh, people there? <laughs> the closest I got to hockey uh, royalty was I had lunch the next day with Billy Jaffe, our good oh, friend. Oh, no way. Was, he was working on NHL Network. <laughs> he was yes. working on NHL Network. So I texted him ahead of time because I had an inkling, you know, that he might be heading there for All-Star break to, to yeah. do some shows. So, yeah, it was really great to catch up with him. Uh, so no Hank. You couldn't no even, Hank. like, talk about his uh, appearance at the uh, alumni game between the Rangers and the Islanders and his solo lap as his uh, NHL right. alumni debut. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, amazing. So I feel very fortunate. Well, good. Blessed uh, thank you to our friends at MSG uh, for, you know, helping that opportunity. The next night I was at Webster Hall, uh, which is a brilliant old venue that's been restored in the last 10 years. And it's amazing. And saw a young performer that I've seen before, Briston Maroney, who just continues to amaze. And I had not been in that building when it was sold out. And so if people in Buffalo, you know, frequent the town ballroom, it's about a size and a half, you know, bigger than the ballroom, but like, you know, when you're in an event there, when it's sold out and it, it just feels so different. And that's what that show was like. And yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was a, uh, it was a good, whatever it was, 48 hours at that in New York. And, uh, and now we'll, uh, now, well, but here's the funny part. What do I do at home every night when NHL games are on? You watch NHL games on your three screens and computer four, and phone. Four and... screens and computer and to the bitter end. Last night. Oh, it's early I, out west. Last night, it's early, and I did not stay up to watch the end of San no. Jose Anaheim. <laughs> so you missed the OT? <laughs> yes. Come on. Uh, I watched the Amherst at 4 p.m. on yeah. my back deck of my little cabin here, and... uh and that was disappointing. So maybe that set the tone for <laughs> the rest of the night of my appetite for hockey. Then the Predators went out and lost again to the LA Kings. So that soured me even more. And, you know, I watched two periods of the uh, the Sharks and the Ducks. And obviously, um, Anaheim prevailed in overtime. So that may be the perfect launching pad. Into well, let me ask you this question, because we are making a, a bit of a launching pad. Because you didn't watch the end of Anaheim-San Jose, you didn't see Frankie Vetrano overtime game-winning goal with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, can I interest you in a Frank Vetrano possible like He's trait number target? one on my list. Oh, no way! I have two guys on my list, and there is only one player that I think right now, uh, if you're talking about if the Sabres are interested in pursuing a trade to help fill the role vacated by the injured Jack Quinn, mm -hmm. contractually, no limitations, decent salary next year, overachieving, headed towards a career year, potentially 35 goals this year if he stays on pace. I was like, well, here's two things. I don't know if Vetrano would really want to come here. Doesn't have a choice based on clauses in his contract. But yeah, he's number one of the two-man list that I have. That's amazing. You and so I are never that far re removed from... Similar well, thinking. You know? I don't know that I had him on my list so much because okay. originally I was thinking the Anaheim Ducks are not trading Frankie Vetrano. 
I well, mean, what is he doing to help them? And what are what is their well, goal this year? That's the thing, though. Then I started thinking a little bit more like, OK, he's 29 years old. Like, is he a player that the Anaheim Ducks want to move forward with? Yes, or are they more? You, you look but at are the they more into they a turn the for the, the youth? No, they were trying to win this year. And that was evident yeah. by their really fast start. But then the injuries got in the way and. You know, that happens. And but now now you have. You traded for Cutter Godier in with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. You traded Jamie Drysdale away. Um, yeah. You have Leo Carlson. There's rumors now that hey, maybe a guy like Trevor Zegers may be on the market at some point. And right. I think that what the Anaheim Ducks are doing right now is saying, let's dial it back a little bit. Let's build our prospect. Let's build our younger guys. And then in three, four years down the road, we're going to be swinging for the fence. We're going to go grand salami and boom, we're going to be ready for it. Frank Vitrano, by that point, is 33 years old and he's out of a contract and maybe a UFA that's not even sticking around. And I'm thinking, okay, could the Sabres package some prospects and picks to Anaheim because they probably would like that for a Frankie Vitrano? A he's player only got that, one year left on his deal. I don't know how much you want to spend here to get him. So. I, 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 I get that, but isn't like the idea is that this year was supposed to be a year where you were making the playoffs yes. and now you're, 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 you're far. Now you're not tight to a playoff spot. You're not in a playoff spot, but isn't next year the same thing? Like next year has to be a priority. You got to get in. If you don't get in this year, you got to get in next year. Agreed. You got to do everything you can. And as a Frankie Bertrano helping you as opposed to a, and I, I know we discussed uh, prospects with Chris Baker yesterday and Lucas Rosak and Kulik and Roseanne and all these prospects that the Sabres have. But which one helps you more next year, a Frankie Vetrano or a Lucas Rusak, right? Now, that's really mm -hmm. what I'm coming down with is saying we, we – we talked about the prospects and is this a, maybe the, the way to go about to replacing Quinn and moving forward? Maybe prospects are good. And if you give them a chance and they, they overperform, they can definitely uh, help you because they're cheaper. Do you have, you control them for more years and all of that. But as a Frankie Vetrano, now, when you look at the trade list, a player that could work and, you know, I, I think he would be on my list as well. He'd be on my list with other players but Frankie Vertrano was on the list. So here's the thing when it comes to Anaheim. They did have a terrific start this year. And I do think they were trying to win more than lose based on the fact that they kept a lot of players of that ilk, the Vetrano ilk, age-wise, salary-wise. They also added Radko Gudis. Yes. Alex Kalorn. They got Zegras signed eventually. But when you look at right now, just alone, Kalorn, Zegers, Max Jones, and Minchikov, all out, right? And these are longer, these have been longer term things. Yeah. Like that's obviously going to take, it's, they were trying to find a balance uh, without question. But for weeks, if not longer, uh, at years at various times, most notably approaching the trade deadline, Adam Henrique's name has come up. Yeah. So that's the most common of the Ducks, you know. But if they move off of Henry, Jacob Silverberg, he's 33. Maybe yeah, they move I mean, him. He, yeah, he, he's had a tough year. Yeah, but Recent he's a Sabre UFA. Maybe they get. Oh, no, I know. But that's the thing. So how bold do they go here? Because if they're going to move Henrik and if they do move Silverberg and that's going to be for next to nothing, um, you know, do they get rid of Vetrano too? I don't know. I'm with you. Like the initial thought is I don't think they would move him, but. 
I think he fits. If you're looking for that short-term guy is producing well, had a good year, could come in and keep doing that and fill in for Quinn, then that's it. Who Who is number one then on your list? Because you led me to it, and I thought he was number one on your list, but he's not. So. Well, he's, he, I don't have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on my list right now. I kind of put a lot of name, like as they came by, like I'm, I was trying to look at some of the, the trade bait lists that are out there and some of the players that must be in conversations between GMs and maybe that includes the Sabres or doesn't include the Sabres. Um, and so I, at first I kind of looked at a, a rental player, somebody that could come in for the rest of the year. Maybe you're making a push for the rest of the year and yeah. you're saying, let's bring somebody in. That won't cost a lot, although looks like he's very high on that those trade bait lists. But I thought a player that we saw twice in the last two weeks, um, they played last night, a teammate of Mark Edward Vlasic, Pickles. I thought Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair could be a, a, a guy that is a UFA. You, you get an audition with him. Maybe you, you sign him long-term after that. Like I've always liked Duclair. Got great speed. Plays a, a, a kind of a variety of styles. He can give you some offense, but also can play the penalty kill, can do other things. Mm. Um, and I think he'd be a player that would be a rental for this year. And then you would look at maybe signing them to next year or the year after. But Duclair was one of those that I thought, hey, can you go get an Anthony Duclair to fill in the yeah. Jack Quinn spot right now? Yeah, I mean, Duclair, unfortunately, um, has had a rather nomad. I say unfortunately, it's good to be wanted also, but he's had a nomadic career, and to me, that name is not a new one per se. It is in the sense that we're sitting here discussing it for the Sabres, but in league circles, Duclair's name has been out there for a long time. Is there any, because I think we kind of landed on something in the Vetrano conversation yeah. that you know, we hadn't done on this show on air before. Is there another okay. name that maybe fits that? profile for you okay like a uh, like more of a hockey move more of a okay let's well, look at filling jackson but we're looking at yeah, uh yeah. longer than the the next three months right um i don't care honestly it doesn't I, to me every i don't love the term hockey move any everything's oh. a hockey move like it's just redundant no, you're right it's, we're in the game of hockey of course it's a hockey move it's a hockey so. move for now or for the future it's a hockey move it, right. it, it is thank you is. if i trade you know Five draft picks for $10 million, then we could talk and about Tanner okay. Janot, It's a hockey move because you uh, like Tanner Janot. That's yeah. the whole point. I yeah. love Tanner Janot. Well, yeah, but that I'd was for a player. So. I know. I get what you're saying. If I give you a dozen sticks and in return you give me like uh, a dozen pair of skates, then it's uh, maybe it's an equipment move, not a it's hockey move. It's a hockey move, deal. Maybe. They're not baseball okay. bats and footballs, man. How about so. Morgan Frost? <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers, Morgan Frost. He's 24 years old. He's a center, but can play on the wing. So can come in and, you know, who knows? Maybe at some point yeah. you're thinking, hey, let's put Tage back to the wing. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the case, but maybe you bring a center and that gives yeah. you option. He's got one uh, year left at $2.1 million. Right. And and had a contractual stalemate before this year, has had tough love moments through With John, John Torrella. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I could live with that. I mean, I think, you know, he's he's someone that looked like he was trending the right way. And then this year, with everything contractually that was challenging, and then it just didn't launch for him the right way uh this year. I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't give okay, up so a ton for the former first rounder points. Morgan. 
What's that? He still has 22 points in 39 games this year. Like right. and last year, he had 46 points. He had 19 goals. So you're thinking, yeah. hey, a 20 goal scorer or whatnot. We live He's... in the world of having a whole bunch of guys that are right around that level, like just over half a point a game. Like the, the league yeah. is full of them. That's why on any, I can be okay with it. And on any other day, I can be, eh, yeah. there's so many players like that. You know what I mean? Like that. that's why Vetrano was... Here's the thing. I've always liked Vetrano as a player. I I, yep. I think I think he's capable. He's having a career year. Does that come with risk? Of course it does. But the risk is 3.6 next year, which is next to nothing in yeah. today's ever-increasing cap world. So I mean, you love if, Troy Terry, but he's $7 million for the next seven years. So yeah, that's a little but, different. Right, but I, that's fine. Because when Troy was working towards that contract, he was exactly the same as Tage Thompson. Yeah. And then they differed last year in their output, but they basically had identical career paths. And mm -hmm. Troy had a tough start this year, but has gained it. If you watch all the time now, like, I mean, even if you don't watch all three periods, I played the role of scout last night. I left early, but Troy Terry <laughs> has an impact on these games. And so uh, anyway, uh, not to digress, but it, it, even if you went and got Petrano and he regressed back to his typical 20 to 22 next year, that's, that's what it should be for the salary that he's making. Yes. So you kind of know where you're going to. Anyway, I love the Morgan Frost idea. Keep those coming in the next month. I mean, the harder question is obviously, should the Sabres even be pursuing anybody right now to replace well, I, Jack Wimp? I, that's a or really should? tough question. I know it is. That's, yeah, like it's... But, but again, maybe the question is not, should they be pursuing anybody? Is The question is, should they... Um, and maybe it's not in the next month before the trade deadline, but I would assume that before this summer's draft, like yeah. there's always two markets. There's the markets before the trade deadline and there's the market right before the draft and they defer, right? Like there's, there's a difference in prices. There's a difference in players available. There's a difference in return. Yeah. You know, like when you're at the draft, sometimes you get in love with draft picks at the draft because you're about to use them right away. Or nothing um, at all, which is what happened last year. Yeah, exactly. And no Zero. trades whatsoever yes. in the first round last year. Like not there was nothing in the two days. It was yeah, really boring. <laughs> Well, it was in Nashville, so we, we found a way to uh, get uh, some non-boring things happening. But yes, when you look at the draft floor and the uh, excitement of trades and Gary Bettman going up to the stage and says, we have a trade to announce, uh, did not happen, right? Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe the two different markets make that happen. But maybe the question is more like, okay, are the Sabres going to acquire somebody to replace Jack Wynn? Or are they going to fill that internally? Or... Mm -hmm. Are the Sabres going to now identify after this season or right now, who are the prospects that they say, hey, we're moving on with these guys. These are the guys we want. These are the guys we feel are going to help. And who are the prospects that are not going to be the one that they want, the one that they move on? And listen, some of them may turn out to be really good hockey players. They're good prospects. The Sabres have a ton of them. But the the... The the reality is, is that at some point you're going to have to to make decisions on them. They're going to be like getting into their second, third, fourth year of pro hockey. You got to make decisions. Either they got to be in Buffalo or they got to give you something in return. So maybe yeah. that's the question is the Sabres, are the Sabres more likely to acquire a piece to fill in for Jack Quinn or are the Sabres more likely to just say, hey, we'll fill that spot internally, but we also have to start thinking about moving 
some of these prospects out because we need to be able to to cash in on, on the development that we've worked. And maybe it's not with us, but maybe it brings something to our uh, to our organization. 100% agree. But do they? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast also have to and i ask this somewhat hypothetically because i know that this is a daily evaluation in professional sports so it's not to suggest they're not thinking this Yes. But does their current situation, standings and injuries and otherwise, also cause them to look at their core and potentially make a move there either now or later based on this season so far not living up to expectations? And again, part of the reason why this is two days in a row of this on this show, yesterday with you and Bakes, today with me and you, you and I, um, is because the trade market did heat up and it did have a major moment oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And for the second time this year, Calgary said, sure, division rival, longtime arch nemesis Vancouver, we'll just give you our best available you know, players Asset. at the moment and you guys go on and trophy and maybe your first ever Stanley Cup and we'll just sit here in a different time zone and say, congratulations, Vancouver, we helped you get there. For 
obviously you can tell by my tone, it makes me sick. Like I would hate feeding the Maple Leafs like three or four or whatever good players to help them and their drought. Um, Craig Conroy sees it differently. He traded Zadorov there earlier this year. Now he's yeah. traded Elias Lindholm for a first and Kuzmenko and prospects and potentially more depending on how far Vancouver goes in the playoffs. But this is the reality. This happens every year. I know Darren Dreger suggested maybe it doesn't, but it does. There's always a team that gets a major jump ahead of the deadline, like at least a month ahead of the deadline. Vancouver's it. Vancouver's sitting in the number one spot in the NHL as we are in the all-star break right now. And Isn't this so, Rutherford's calling card, though, to always make a deal way ahead yes. of the deadline? Yes. And he actually, and funny enough... He signed himself so, first, then he, he signed, signed himself, Alvin, and, then yes. he, and then he did the big deal. So, yes. But funny enough is he made the trade for Zadorov, that, which was way ahead of when we thought it was going to happen, although Zadorov wanted out, but still, yes. he was there. Hey, I'm ready to make the deal. And he never waits. Even when he was in Pittsburgh, he never waits for the deadline. He does it three weeks ahead, two weeks ahead, a month ahead. Yeah, Pittsburgh, what did he do in Carolina? In Carolina, it was the same thing. Yes. <laughs> so that's what Jim Rutherford does. Now, funny enough, he was on, um, on uh, TSN radio station in Toronto yesterday afternoon at about 4.30 in the afternoon and said, we may not wait until after the, tra the all-star break to start doing something. And everybody kind of was like, why would he say that? There's like five hours left before the all-star break officially kicks in why would he, he say that though but the trade was already kind of you know no, figured the point out is, is like if you're comfortable in where your feet are yeah why would you ever not speak the reality and the reality is is everybody is looking at vancouver and saying they should be going for it this year because a year ago plus they were in disarray and now they are looking down at every single team in the league in the standings right now of course you should go for it you've never won the Stanley Cup. This is a perfect storm for Vancouver. And so far, I don't so, even, like, even if Lindholm isn't close to the player he was a couple of years ago on the best line in hockey, arguably at that time, wow. he's still, I don't, you, what, you disagree? No, he had Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau with him. Right. They all scored 40 goals. Right. He hasn't had that talent around him in exactly. Calgary since then. Now yeah. he's going to be playing with Elias Patterson and Brock Besser and JT Miller and whatever. Like, I'm thinking mm -hmm. Elias Lindholm is not going to be a 22 goal scorer over 82 games. He may not be 42, but maybe he's, he prorates to 30, 35. He's more of a playmaker than a goal scorer anyway, even though that year was an outlier that they all hit 40. But yeah, yeah. I get your point. Like, I have no, like, the, it's He's just... cheaper than Kuzmenko. Now he's a UFA this year. He's $650,000 uh, cheaper than Kuzmenko, but Lindholm's a UFA this year. Kuzmenko had another year left. Mm -hmm. um, Kuzmenko fell out of favor with Rick Tockett. Like it went from playing 16 and a half minutes a night to 14 and a half minutes a night last year to this year. So look, that's an expandable piece. But again, that's a team that's saying, I know we have this guy. He wasn't a rookie last year because he was over 25 years old. He was 26 years old, first year in the NHL. Couldn't win rookie of the year, but he was technically a rookie first year in the NHL. Um, now in the second year, having a tougher time, but you're Vancouver and you have a chance to go out and acquire a piece that, you know, in my opinion, I know Vegas last year won the cup uh, with, which was not really goaltending that you can say, Hey, these are the big names, but they were efficient. Like Aiden Hill is an efficient goaltender. He's shown it this year by, by the numbers, but Vancouver now has Thatcher Demko, 
stud in net. They have a top D pairing in Quinn Hughes and Philip Hironik. Like that's what you need. And now down the middle, they have Miller, they have Elias Lindholm, and they could have Elias Pettersson. Elias Lindholm and Elias Pettersson. That's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to not know which one is Elias, which one's Elias. But we'll wait till the other Elias Pettersson joins the organization. On I know that's yeah. that's not going to happen. But yeah. they could go three down the middle. Or they can say, hey, we're going to move Pedersen to the wing and then load up our top six, right? That's the whole thing. And I'm thinking, okay, so again, I take it to the Sabres now and I'm like, you're in a position where you have to figure out some of these things. Who is your stud goaltender? We're still trying to figure that out. But Lukanen has now played his way into saying, hey, look at the numbers the last month and a half. Like he is growing to wanted to fill more of that spot. Do you have your top defense pair. I think we're still searching for that, but you have pieces of that. I know two number one overall pick and Darlene and power, whatnot. You can look at it. And down the middle, are you set up the way you want to? Well, mm-hmm. Thompson Cousins middle stat was what you were supposed to do. But okay, so if you have these pieces, everything else around can be like, okay, let's let's support those guys. Let's go. Let's let's bring them in. So I think that's why I feel like Vancouver being aggressive is going to send some ripple effects around the league of teams saying, hey, you know, be like Vegas, be like the Canucks, be like, you know, be like those teams, be a little bit more aggressive, Mm -hmm. and it pays out. Last year, Vegas went out and got Barbashev, Mm -hmm. and it didn't look like they would ever be able to keep him, but they did. Maybe that thing happens with Lindholm as well. And of course it happened. Well, Vegas in Vegas. Got, let, let Riley Smith go, which was like but taking a point. part of your soul and letting it go. Cause Riley Smith was that guy, but you make your team better. Yes. And that's the thing, even though these are not uh, the same, but look at what Vancouver has already moved off of. This was a team that started the year in cap trouble. Seemingly yeah. like, how are they going to improve? They moved Beauvillier. They've now moved Kuzmenko. They've been able to add parts that they think will make them even better. And Connor Garland is still on the team. They moved Horvat last year, who was yeah. their captain. It was like, you know, we're right. moving Bo Horvat, your captain. Like, yes. okay, but and that, Bo Horvat th- will probably score 30 plus here with the Islanders. He's a point of game player. It, yeah. it, so it's not like it's a bad player, but it takes us back to the question that we just asked about the Sabres and we'll continue after the break. Thorough evaluation of the core. Has it come to that, that they have to make a bolder move, regardless of where they are in the standings right now, regardless of the Jack Quinn injury? How is it impacted by the prospects? Who do they believe is next up? Amherst played last night. We'll discuss that in the big picture for the Sabres on Sabres Live after this. with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We're already running out of minutes of showtime this week here on Sabres Live, so I hate to say it, but we have to talk quicker to get to as many topics as possible, including the Amherst last night, because you opened the door about prospect evaluation, and that's ongoing and important for where the Sabres are. Last night was really disappointing against Syracuse, uh, and the result aspect um obviously they got a goal from mason yops they had a missed penalty shot from noichev they got Mm -hmm. 16 out of 18 saves for devin levi who's going to get another game down there this weekend they play back to back in laval friday and saturday he'll play one of those two games 
they could have been in a really good spot in the North Division standings um, with a win in regulation. Instead, they lost 2-1 last night. Let's start with Levi real quick. It's a month for the Sabres full of no back-to-backs. So Lukanen can run with things here. There have been, I don't want to wow. say conflicting reports, but there have been two different reports from Mike Harrington and Lance Lysowski. And maybe it's not reports, maybe it's just commentary. But Harrington suggested the other day that Levi's going to be there a while. Lance wrote after last night, they don't know how long Levi's going to be in Rochester. So the jury remains out as to what the plan is for Levi this month. But the fact of the matter is Lukanen could play five out of six, five out of six here because there's no back-to-backs this month for the Sabres. So what do you make of Levi right now in his situation? No, there's no back-to-back, but there's 11 games in 23 days, really. Uh, and then if you take the Dallas Stars game out, because you play Dallas and then you don't play on a Tuesday, you don't play St. Louis until Saturday. If you do Saturday, the 10th, until the 29th, which is the end of the month, you have 10 games in 20 days, really. So that's what it is, right? So it's still every other day. Um, I would think that whoever is with Ukopekalukunen will get probably three games out of those 10, maybe three out of the 11. Um, I was going to say three out of 20. Um, no, I don't think that that would be my plan. I, I think you got to keep, number one, I get that there's no back-to-back, but I don't look at back-to-backs as much as, uh, oh, this is a backup goaltender spot. That's a backup goaltender spot. I look at the overall thing and saying, okay, how many games do I want my guy to play? And also how many practices do I want him to really continue to get better, not get bad habits just to play, 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 because that's when bad habits creep in. And then all of a sudden it slides away from you. So I get performances are going to be the number one a dictator here like it's going to dictate what happens right you play well you continue to play we're in a battle we are 10 points out of a playoff now but maybe by the end of february we're five and then well if we're five then by the end of march we want to be in the playoff or maybe we want to be equal or a point back and then we we push in april that's kind of like the way i look at it but Do you want levi here or not yeah i i want levi here i actually said before well, no, i mean everything you just talked about like can't Comrie do that? Shouldn't Levi just get the games in Rochester now? Uh, like, no, why I keep going back up and down and back up and I down? Don't, but but and first down. of all, I said like last week, I wouldn't have sent Levi down to Rochester. Right. I get why they, they do it. I understand right. the idea. For me, it's like, okay, do I want, and maybe that's the right, the wrong way to look at it, but do I want Levi to be an NHL goaltender or an AHL slash prospect NHL guy? I want him to be an NHL goaltender. Let's treat him, but maybe it's a backup goaltender. That's fine. Look, I was a backup to Dominic Hasek as a 23-year-old, right? And then, mm-hmm. and, and even as a 22, while well, he was hurt, but I played some game, but I was a backup to Hasek as a 22-year-old, as a 23-year-old. Nobody said, hey, he's a young guy. He needs to continue to play in Rochester. No. It's that's a nice progression. You're a prospect, you're a backup, you turn into a starter. I think Levi being a Let's put it in quotation back up to Upekalukan right now. It's not a bad thing. Play your game. Play your three, four games a month, once a week. Keep practicing. Now I know there's been a long time between starts, and that's where you have to think, hey, playing in Rochester helps to get you back to game speed. But if I look at the way the schedule is for the month of February. He's here the whole month. He's here the whole year. And you give him a game a week, you know, one out of three, one out of four for the rest of the year. I think you and I are on different paths here. I think, I according think to your, 
I think we are. <laughs> well, I mean, you've lived it, so who am I to have a different opinion? But like, I, I love surpri- different opinions. No, but I'm I was surprised to hear you say like the practice is still important for Lukanen because to me it's only about games because this year is about getting to the playoffs and I feel like he's finally in a rhythm. So keep him playing and treat him like a number one. If he's if his results are what they have hmm. been recently, then in my opinion, there's no way he shouldn't play at least six out of every seven games. At okay. L- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. And, I, and that, practice, who cares about practice at that point if you're looking in? Like, if you're winning five out of every six, I'm sorry. But practice, to me, doesn't mean squat. It means more for Levi, but maybe so I'm So the way, way that I look at the here. schedule, I the way that I look at the schedule, I say Dallas on the 6th, St. Louis on the 10th. Okay, perfect. Then why not Levi on the 13th against LA? Which means the 11th is most likely a day off. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's going to have off. And then Lukanen can have a good practice on Tuesday, on Monday the 12th, practice on the morning skit of the 13th, practice on the 14th. So whatever, you know, he okay, comes back from the game. All-Star break. Huh? That, but the LA game is one game that you're fixating on here. I'm not no, saying no, but don't I'm, play him. I'm saying after that, make sure Lukanen plays the next five. Okay. Well, maybe after that you say, okay, Lukanen plays Florida on the Thursday, Minnesota on the Saturday, and I'm on the Monday, right? right? And then you say, okay, we have Montreal and Columbus. Maybe you play Montreal, that's Levi's game. So there's a one game a week, and then that gives Lukanen a chance to say, hey, let's revisit the last three games. Yeah. Let's get you a day off maybe on the Tuesday, the 20th. You have a morning skate on the 21st, a practice on the 22nd, and then boom, you're right back at it in the rhythm. If you get out of your rhythm, it's like, think of it of a, a bicycle, right? Your chain is looking really good, but then you hit a, a snag, right? Mm-hmm. And that that will affect the rest of your wheel, the rest of the way you roll. Mm-hmm. If every time before you hit that snag, you're able to get a reset, Play three games, two, three games, reset. Let's go practice. Let's do some right. video. Let's get ready. But then next three games, do the same thing. But if he's winning, what's the downside to keep winning with him? I always have said the same thing. And I've said it when Ryan Miller was playing. And I said it when I was backing up Henrik Longquist is that at some point you're winning right now. 
But long term, it is going to affect you, especially yeah, a guy like Lucan yeah. who hasn't been in that position. I would want to make sure I get the reset button. But it didn't affect Miller, and it didn't affect Lundqvist. So how can you say that they went on to Hall of Fame careers? I it it well, over years maybe not, but I can I know, assure you, <laughs> Lundqvist's best season. Okay, Lundqvist's best season, Vesna Trophy season. Uh, he played anyway, three this is out of four. Us, this, okay. okay this he played three out of four prospect. for the whole right. year. He didn't play six out of seven. He played three out of four regularly all season long. Okay? okay. And I'm saying like the years where at the end of the year, it was like, Marty, um, I would really want to play you this weekend, but I can't. We're in a tight space and I'm going to keep putting Lundqvist in there. The play dropped a little bit. I'm not saying it dropped a whole lot. It, it's mm. a Hall of Fame goaltender, but mm. it dropped a little bit. Lukanen is not a Hall of Fame goaltender right now. I think there's a bigger chance well, no for him to drop. I know. I know, but... but I'm just saying there's a bigger chance for him to have his play drop off if you put too much on his plate, if you don't have that reset. Now, if you have seven mm. games left in the season, if you have seven games left in the year, and you the, the guy that's winning you games is Lukanen, I, okay, now you got to play all seven. Which that's they did fine. with Devin Levi last they year. They did with Levi last year. But yeah. I'm saying you don't have seven games left. You have, what is it, 33? Yeah. 33 games left? Yeah. Okay, well, for the next 21 games, okay, 22 games, you can go Lukanen, three out of five, four, four out of five games, Levi the one, and then you evaluate with the performances. But that that's what I would do. That's how I would see it. And I get it. Maybe you're you're desperate for points now, and you say let's run so. looking in the next eight. But I think Levi wins you games too. I'm not saying it's a loss every time you put Levi in the net. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying they've decided to send him down, which you wouldn't have done. So now that he is, why not just leave him there? Let Luke majority of the games here, and there's no reason Eric Comrie. Can't go into any of those games. Like everything you're saying is perfect on paper. Okay, but I think as we, far we as also, having a plan. Yeah, we also have to think like I'm telling you that every game matters, and Lucan is not going to play all 33. I didn't Who, say that. It gives you the best chance I'm to win a game. In the month Levi of February, there's no back to backs, and Lucan can run the table for the majority of the games. That's I all. wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, and I get it. And I'm not one that says that goaltenders have to play 55 games. If you have a stud goalie, you want to run him out 65, run him out 65. But that's not the case here. I and get. Look, but you're look. never going to get close to that number now. There's less than three months left in the season. Oh, yeah, like yes. he's going to get two hundred months the, the of rate activation. Is still the same. The rate is still the same. The rate? <laughs> no, it's not, Marty. He won't reach April having played 70 games. No, but if you play him 27 of the next 33. He'll play 27 plus whatever that's he's still playing, the same. That's even more taxing. One number. That's even more taxing than doing it early in the season because you play more games in less time. He's under 25 years old. How is this any matter. way? Anyway, you've now exhausted. It's all your fault. You've now <laughs> exhausted the opportunity to talk about any other prospects because as always, it gets fixated on goaltending. Well, that's fine. That's like, I'm sure people listening right now are loving it. Times. <laughs> people listening and watching right now are saying, that's what we want. This type of, of, of debate in a sense, but I get it. I'm, it, I'm passionate about my way. You're passionate about yours. It's good. It's good. When we're now separated by a whole continent and we still argue. <laughs>
I'm three hours behind in my argue in my topics in my debate points with you. That's the problem. It gets late early in California. Yeah, is that I, what I, it is? I'll have all these good ideas three hours from now without a counter. Your you know approach oh. to goaltending. No, oh, I, I, honest- I I I agree with you on that one. That is my <laughs> biggest issue. Like I'll have like this thing with my kids, an argument with my kids on something, and then like later that night I'm like. I should have said that. That would have cleared it up right then. Oh, drives me nuts. Okay. Maybe a couple of prospects to be discussed when we come back on Sabres Live. Live presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We actually have no time left for the other prospects. So, guess what? We now have material for Friday's show. One thing that often comes true after opportunity to breathe think through everything that was just said is that sometimes you're a lot closer on a topic than you actually think you are and i do believe that at the end of all of this marty we like i'm looking at 33 games left and looking at the schedule I think Lukanen does 24 or 25 of them, which to your one out of every four for the backup is basically that. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. it's it's a very slim margin, <laughs> oh, you know? Oh, like, so what were we just debating? I so don't know. <laughs> if, if you say that Levi would play seven or eight out of 33, then it means like 25 games for Lukanen right. out of 33, right? And yeah. seven or eight is about <laughs> one out of four. And you're right. It is a lot closer. Um, but I think it's the way that it's, and if Lukanen does 25, he's still not going to hit 50 for the year, which is a long way from 70 like you and Brodeur and Hashik and Roy and Belfour and others used to do. Yeah, so. and most goalies say they all want to play every game. But I get it. Like, as I take some step back, I say, can't play them all. Hat trick tomorrow. Seth Appert, Ian McKay from the Bandits. They get the Nighthawks on Saturday. And, of course, Shana Goldman on Friday. We'll see you then. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.